Language and Culture with Dr. J. A podcast brought to you by Kulturium.com in affiliation with Quadil Books and Events. Hi, everybody. This is Language and Culture with Dr. J. My name is Henriette Javorek Wunter, and my students have always called me Dr. J. Maybe you can already guess from my name the mix of languages and cultures that are me, but I bet I can still surprise you. I was born in Romania, in the city of Cluj in Romanian, or Kolozsvár in Hungarian, or Klausenburg in German. My parents are Hungarian. My father defected from Romania when I was still young, and I grew up in Texas, in Bryan College Station in Aggieville. In school in Romania, I learned, of course, Romanian and Hungarian, but also Russian and English. In Texas, I had French and Latin from age 12. And to complicate it a little more, in college, I really embraced Latin American culture. Well, I, I loved the music and the dancing and food and parties and hung out with a lot of uh, Spanish speakers. So I kind of uh, danced my way into learning Spanish and ended up spending some time in Mexico and Venezuela. I have a PhD in French literature with an emphasis on the sociological effects of theater on the community. I have lived in Besançon and Paris and have spent several summers in Avignon researching the Festival de Théâtre d'Avignon. And I have been living in the beautiful city of Hamburg in Germany since 2001. My husband is German and I have three children who speak English and German. And that's just a quick overview of my linguistic and cultural biography. If we looked at it in detail, there are all sorts of other strings and connections to yet another set of languages and cultures. And while I'd love to think I'm very special, the fact of the matter is that biographies such as mine are more and more common. To me, it seems like half the people I meet bring with them two, three, four languages and cultures, and that people have lived in many different countries and have grown up with traditions drawn from various cultures. And those who are more rooted in one culture and have spoken primarily one language are very open and interested in getting to know how the rest of the world lives and communicates. We live in a multicultural world, so I'm going to attempt a podcast in many different languages. I thought I'd focus on these languages, so English narration and parts in German, French, and Spanish, because I thought those would be the languages that most of our listeners speak, or at least speak in part. My guests will, of course, be native speakers, so you will benefit from their natural way of speaking the language. And one last note, I will always provide a quick summary or a translation in English, and I'll try and let you know whenever we have a longer part in another language. So much for the format. Now, before we set off together on this linguistic and cultural adventure, I would like to make one more introduction. Whenever you hear me speak, Sarah Fisher will be sitting at my side. Sarah is our producer and takes care of the entire technical side of this podcast. We also come up with the topics and most of the questions together and do most of the writing together. Sarah, would you like to say hi? Hi, everyone. I'm Sarah. I couldn't say that I'd have such a vast cultural background to draw from as you. I speak English and German fluently and learned some Spanish, Italian, and French at school and during my studies. But that's about it for me. But I grew up bilingually with both English and German, so I do know what it is like to have more than one culture and one language identity. I have a background in American literature, and I just love the English language. I try to speak it as often as possible, which is not always easy here in Germany, but I think Hamburg is a pretty cool place to be in that respect because there are a lot of English speakers and English-speaking groups. Thank you, Sarah. So here we go. This is Language and Culture with Dr. J.
with our first episode of this podcast, we would like to say hello, bonjour, guten tag, zdrasvote, buenos dias, jona potkivanok, moin, ciao, bonazua, kalimera, and much, much more. So welcome to our very first episode, saying hello the Anglo-Saxon way. We'll start off the episode with saying hello in English. My guests for this part will be three expats living here in Hamburg, Germany. I will speak with Ben Federson from Bloomington, Indiana, USA, and then with Orla McMahon, who is Irish, and Peter Wichels, who is English. I will be speaking to the three of them about saying hello and the difficulties of saying hello and what to consider in particular when trying to make the initial contact with somebody. In the second part of this episode, I will have a small excerpt for you from an interview I conducted with a group of university students on this topic. The students come from all over the world and they talk about saying hello in Germany. We will also focus on the question of whether people still communicate enough and talk to each other enough. I will then speak to my producer, Sarah, about the intricacies of saying hello in Germany. And finally, to give you a taste of real German from northern Germany, I will speak to a former Hamburg firefighter who still grew up speaking Plattdeutsch, or as he says it, Plattdeutsch. We recorded all of our interviews before the COVID-19 pandemic broke out, and We're airing our first episode at a time when the whole world is practicing social distancing, experiencing lockdowns and quarantines, and wearing masks in public. Some of the practices that we address in this episode that used to come along with saying hello, such as hugging or kissing, seem far away right now. But I think we all look forward to the time when things get back to normal again. I hope you find this episode informative and entertaining. Here first, the interview with Ben Federson. Yeah, I'm Ben Federson. Uh, I'm from Bloomington, Indiana, and I've lived in Germany for on and off about eight years at this point. Married three cats. Okay. Well, well you know, Ben, today we're talking about saying hello. Okay. So what is, what is most important? What do we have to think of when, when we're saying hello? Are, are the words important? Are, is, 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 is body language important? Uh, eye contact? Um, and specifically to the States, what, what do you think? I mean, what, that's brainstorm yeah. about that. Oh, that's a good... Well, I mean, the hello, it's so situated in the specific social dynamic that you're in. So are you talking to a, a superior, a subordinate? Are you talking to a friend, a family member, someone from the same culture, from a different culture? How are you feeling? You know, this, this question how of... How y'all doing? How y'all doing? <laughs> What's up? How's it going? These sorts of questions that aren't really questions. I don't know. I, I guess I try not to think about it or I don't try to think about it. Maybe. But what about our listeners? You know, I think I assume we'll have a lot of or hopefully we have a lot of German listeners. Sure. So how, what can we teach without saying hello in English? Well, I guess I would say probably that hello doesn't happen as often in reality as it does in the textbook. Um, you know, sort of German hallo, you know, you say that as sort of normal greeting. But right. in English, you tend to say something different. You'd say hi, or if you're speaking British English, it might be y'all right, or in a British accent, of course. Uh, but the hello, it's 
is sort of staid and kind of overly formal in a way. It is, and that's that's what this whole this whole session or this podcast is about: is um, how are we going to say hello? What is important? What is what is the most significant factor in saying hello? You know, mm. and, and that's what we've, uh, we've 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 interviewed people in in, in Italian and in Spanish and sure. in French, etc. And that's what keeps coming uh, coming up: that it's sort of it's not the words; it's not good morning, hello, mm. um, or or good evening. Or or anything yeah. like that. It's it's more the way you do it, and I guess that's the thing. You and I are both Americans, so what is specifically important to Americans? And well, there, so I imagine guess regionalisms are going to be very. Yeah. Are we, is this the first time we're meeting? So this is a stranger, I guess. A but stranger, guess, yeah, right? Guess, the first so. time we're meeting, sort of making introductions. Right. Um, the important thing for an American is eye contact. Right. Um, usually a handshake. There's a. Uh, the, well, even the, an introduction and introducing yourself. Yeah. Like, Hi, Hi, I'm so and so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, first name, last name, and try to remember first the name, other person's name. name too. Yeah, we do, don't we? Yeah, we um, do. And obviously, Americans are more of a first name culture where you wouldn't refer to someone as Mr. Such and Such in, in the way that you no, might more no. naturally in Germany, right, even right. if they are a superior, right? But even with a, with a lawyer or a doctor or, sure, or exactly. like in business situations, you're not going to, you're going to say, hi, Bob. Right, exactly. Say, hi, I'm Bob. Right. If you I'm... were meeting Steve Jobs, he would say, call me Steve, and he would exactly, expect you to, exactly, exactly. you wouldn't say Mr. Jobs. It, it no, would, exactly. It's funny, isn't it? It's, it's, sound, it feels so awkward. It would yeah. The, the, the sort of status hierarchy is reflected in ways other than the language. Yeah, beyond that, the the greeting of um, something that I notice with my friends in Germany is that people do hugs a lot more and in a lot Germany. more quickly. Okay. Yeah, okay, well, not uh, as to, much as in France. Gre- or like in sure, Hungary, sure, for example. Right, and there's the kissing on the cheek is yeah, not yeah. something we do, but American, it's it's very much a handshake culture, or like a little wave, or something. Right. You know, just... And the more the more friendly you are with a person, the more elaborate the handshake becomes. But you probably are not going to be hugging them. Right. Until no, you're really in a close relationship. Well, fam- a family or sure, sure, And then sure. it's like a longer, tighter hug. Yeah. And it's not this sort of friendly, oh, hello, hey, how yeah. are you? Okay, so so let's think of let's let's sort of put our, our heads together and think of different ways of saying hello in different regions of the states. I mean, we've mentioned some of them. Okay, howdy. There's the, yeah. the well-known howdy. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Exactly. I mean, mine's just what's up. What's but up? that's also morning, morning. it's a generational thing, right? Yeah, if you were a little bit older, maybe you'd say, "How's it hanging?" or "How's it going?" <laughs> I can't think of anything else either. I would have, yeah. So, so how would you say? I, I wouldn't say that... for speaking for Indiana. There's not specific charming regionalisms. Indiana is very much a Applebee's, Walmart kind of, you know, <laughs> parking lots and strip malls, and there's nothing oh, really special about. Indiana oh, culture. Don't say that. It's on. true. <laughs> Ask anybody in Indiana. Indiana, the people who like Indiana, the thing they like most about it, it's just nice. It's not particularly <laughs> much of anything, and you know, there's not really anything special about Indiana. Maybe that's what's special. It's the least interesting. No, well, the the special thing about Indiana is that it's like the South, but without the cooking, without the culinary <laughs> culture. It's it's the most it's the most northern southern state. Some people have said. One question I've, I've wanted to ask you for, for a long time is you begin your e- emails with the first name. So you don't yeah. have any salutation. You don't say dear or yeah. anything. You just sort of say, yeah. Henriette. Yeah. Why? I don't like the word dear. <laughs> it sounds it's overly familiar and overly formal at the same time. Okay. And it's unnecessary. And well, What about hey? Or, yeah, or that sounds too, too informal. It's too like, hey. 
Okay. It seems I like don't know. I don't know. It's just a stylistic kind of a Well, you know, the choice. first time I got a, an email from you, I thought you were barking at me. <laughs> I really was like, what is his problem? I'm like, you know, I'm Riet. <laughs> okay, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, so, so the, the, I've never seen that before like that. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I, mean, I guess some of it comes from also the my practice of writing emails in German, which is I'm never really sure what when we've reached a level of formality or informality where you can say when you move from sehr geehrter to Liebe, I don't really know when that happens, and so I just hey, Leute. I just exactly <laughs> I leave it out, and yeah, okay. So, so do you do it in German too? Mm-hmm. Seriously? Yeah, because it sounds Liebe news. That just sounds so weird. It just sound, I'm just so you just not, go, Orla. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Or, or let's see in German. Uh, I don't know. So you just go, Niels. Genau. Exactly. Sorry. I don't huh. know. Okay. It's worked for me so far, but now you've got me rethinking it. No, but, but so, 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 so what, what, what if you don't know the person? What if it's like, what do you say? Well, then, if I don't know. Then you know just the, go, sehr geehrter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So when you don't do the Liebe at all. Right. But when, there's a, when, I, when I know the person <laughs> and there's some level of professional distance but also some level of personal closeness. So what do you do with your friends? Do you I, don't do know that I, I don't know that I write you emails. Don't write. Okay. I don't write emails yeah. to my friends at all. What about a WhatsApp? You're just going to go I just nothing. write you what just I write. Yeah, you just See write you the later. message. So no 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 dear really? No, That's no. interesting. And I it, always still begin it with sort of hey so and so or Yeah. I mean could do that too but somehow it just it, it's, it's also superfluous right i don't even really need the address at all just to point out well sure, who sure. we I'm all know who, who we're talking okay yeah exactly and so so what would you write in 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 the states what would you write in the state what would you ben Federson, write in the states to someone you know would you know for, for more formally would you just would more you formally write the dear? well if i'm if i'm writing to someone who's you know, last name I would use, someone I don't know, like a cold email, then sure, I would say, dear Mr. Okay, yeah. and for women? Would you do the Ms? Dear, oh, <laughs> I don't know. I, See, would... I always think, because I think that that's something that we, 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 you know, I mean, then you can yeah. go, then you can go with dear professor, dear doctor, dear yeah. Mrs. Your miss, miss, we're not going to use at all, but miss. Miss. The miss seems so, so business-like. Yeah, so... I mean, I, my default would be the miss. Right, M.S. Or would you dot. go to first name? Mm. Dear Susan. Not if I hadn't met them. Right. Yeah. Boy, these are questions I'm glad I don't have to think about the answers to. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, in a lot of cases, there just isn't really one right way to do it. You just have to pick a good one and cross your fingers and <laughs> hope they don't take it the wrong way. <laughs> Didn't easy. I have a doctorate. It's doctor. And some some people with doctorates they don't they, exactly they, they don't exactly. even tell you that they have one because exactly. they don't like to be called doctor yeah, so and so. Exactly. In yeah. fact, I've discovered that's a really good way to judge the legitimacy of a textbook or uh, just a book in the bookstore is if the author put doctor in front of their name, don't buy the book. Don't why because they feel the need to say that even they're in doctors. Germany. Come on, in Germany. Oh, we're in very... Germany, everybody in Germany, you need a doctor to sell pizza to sell any. <laughs> To sell any books, I mean, exactly. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, if you had yeah. doctor, 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 I mean, right, was, exactly. But in America, if you need to point out that you're yeah, a doctor, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're well, trying too hard. No one working at the university would say doctor, or professor, or anything. You no. just say your first name. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Let right. the ideas speak for yeah. themselves. So, would you say to whom it may concern? Yeah, I'd do that yeah. for a, an email Formal, where you don't yeah, know said, who yeah. you, it's even going to go to. Yeah. I once had a, a teacher. I won't mention any names, but I once had a teacher argue with me that it should be dear sirs and mesdames. And, I think uh, I remember and I this. Just, yeah. You remember the story? Yeah. And I just kind of thought, oh, seriously, dear sirs and madam. And I said, where, 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 
are you getting this? An American, an American. I mean, it's right, a, right. Um, uh, yeah. And uh, I said, well, where, where, are you, where are you getting this? And, and then uh, this person uh, brought a 1930-something a book, book and showed me right. how it, the proper way to say uh-huh. hello or write a letter is yeah, dear and sirs and madame. But not even dear sir or madam. It's right. dear sirs or madame. I mean, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like if you're writing a letter to a lawyer, you always exactly. address them as Esquire. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Times change. Thank you, Ben. Let's move on to my interview with Orla McMahon and Peter Wichels. So welcome, Pete. Welcome, Orla. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> All right. So yeah, so you just said hi. So that's what the topic is today. Saying hello in English. Ah. So let's, let's put our heads together and see if we can say hello in different ways, different accents, different countries, different regionalisms. Well, I think in Dublin, we say, how are you? God. Are you? Are you are, one more time. <laughs> how are you? How are you? Very good. How would you? that would that pass? How are you? 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 Yeah. All right. Okay. And, and when I grew up, we'd probably say, "All right." Oh really? All right. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Ah, so it's so like in the, but, oh. Just in the street or in, or in school. Yeah. You know, we just All say, right. "All right." Yeah. Okay. That's a very uh, London. Yeah. way of saying hello. Well, I, I interviewed Ben yesterday, so mm-hmm. and um, so there we, we agreed on all the American ways to say hello. So, mm-hmm. so that's, it's great to have someone from England and someone from Ireland. Um, what we're trying to say with the podcast is that what's most important is not hello or the words, but that it's like right. sort of this like context. whole approach to it, the context to it, the whole visual body language. Yeah. And, yeah. and sort of sort of... Um, we were trying to think of like, how would you actually even approach somebody? You know, mm. like sort of, um, I, I was saying that sort of, I think in the States, we have such an ease, but we're so, we're, we, we chat people up all the time. Right. This yeah. sort of like, at the bus station, we're going to be saying, yeah. oh, I can't believe the bus is late. And we're just going to go into a conversation like or... The, the barrier to, to talking to somebody mm. is much lower, it seems. It's you, if you kind of move, then you talk to the person. It's, mm. in, in Britain, it's, it has, we do do a lot of just chatting about, mostly about the weather and right. something <laughs> innocuous, but... Um, but I don't know. There's, um, I think, in in the states, people uh, just just say something to you well, much, to, much more easily. It yeah. seems. I mean, to to me, it's like it's like I can't imagine being at a gas station, you know, and I'm filling up my car, and I and I just sort of someone goes by. I can't imagine not saying something. I can't imagine them not saying something yeah. to me. I mean, sort of that they say, um, oh, or late for work, or right, or yeah. that, that someone would just say, or oh, that stinks, or oh, do you have a I, I, I can't. I, I just think we would we would say something. And the point yeah. is not the, the content of what you're saying. It's just to say, hey, I'm here. I yeah. acknowledged you. I, I, I noticed that you're chat. standing there too. Yeah. Yeah. Just do a social yeah. thing here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like in the elevator, you would sort of be, right. you know, yeah. sort of have a nice day, or, yeah. or just um, yeah. long day today, or. Yeah. or or if you can't even think of something, then at least a little smile, this kind of polite right. smile that you yeah. do. Hmm, I've seen you, I've acknowledged you. I mean, you. okay, I can't say this, this is not scientific research, but I, I, I seriously, like in the States, I can't imagine people not, not knowing what to say. <laughs> no. I, yeah. I don't think that's accurate. I don't think, I, I think you up. will have situations oh, where you're... Yeah. But if everyone grows up with a repertoire of things to say to people you don't know. I well, think. we're just chatty. You just yeah. kind of go out into the world, kind of just, It's almost the first thing that comes into your mind, isn't it? The WhatsApp thing is, a, is an interesting yeah. one. I found it very difficult to know what's up. Yeah. What's up? Oh, I don't know. But yeah. actually, it's just a hello, isn't it? It's just yeah. a hi. Tell me well, something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. What's like, up? How's it going? How's it going? How's yeah. It going? And, then, yeah. and then it's not, you're not supposed to sort of, you know, uh, give them a, 
uh, an update on your on your on your therapy with your psychologist, or 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 sort of tell them about how you know how how you how you're doing on paying your bills, or or tell them how you know the exact situation yeah. with your yeah. spouse. Yeah. I mean, it's just a what's up. But then, and I think people will then when well, people will just kind of go into like what's up, and then they'll say what you know the first thing on their mind, like yeah, what's exactly. up. Well, I just I. I'm starving. I didn't. I didn't have breakfast this morning. You know, yeah. just, just, yeah. just kind of where... whatever's happening at the moment. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Well, I've been asked so many times at the bus stop in Dublin. Have you been waiting long? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. 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 About five minutes. Yeah. Oh, I know it's terrible, isn't it? Oh, these buses. And then you just kind of and go on. And then you just get into a conversation. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then they start telling you about their daughter who also takes the bus and has to wait for a long time. And yeah. it just goes on and on yeah. from there. But it's very pleasant. Yeah. But I have to say that if you do that, and we're in northern Germany, so we're in Hamburg. So this is a sort of even a. a <laughs> Uh, uh, even a little bit more closed off, I, I would right. say. I mean, sort of. I, I don't know the rest of Germany, but but from what I've heard in Bavaria and yeah. in, in in some of the eastern states as well, people are a lot more chatty. But we are in Hamburg, Germany. But I find I don't know. I get into all sorts of conversations. Yeah, and it's too. just sort of. I mean, granted, a lot of times it's with older people. Yes, <laughs> but like so at the at the grocery store, you know. So like when uh, I don't know, kohlrabi leaves. I was sort of tearing off the kohlrabi leaves, uh, you know, sort of from my kohlrabi. And then sort of they were, they were saying, uh, well, why are you doing that, sweetheart? You can make a great soup out of that. And I got into this great conversation with a lady or with dogs. or so, Oh, I, yeah, but people, yeah. I mean, I think if, you, if you're open and you yeah. smile and you kind of actually, yeah, if, if, you, if you put yourself out there, I think people will talk to you. And, and I think it's if you look approachable. Or if you, mm-hmm. yeah. If you make eye contact with people, if you smile at them. Uh, I had it yesterday in the U-Bahn, and an old man said to me, can I sit here? And I said, of course, yeah. And he said, yeah, because I want to watch TV. I said, oh, yeah, so do I. Yeah. yeah. And, and then we got into a conversation about watching TV. Yeah. And yeah. So, but I think it was because there were lots of seats free. But I think he saw I was smiling a little bit, looked at him, so he came and sat next to me. But that's the danger, isn't it? I mean, I, 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 I'm yeah, a bit older be. now, but when I first moved to Hamburg, I, I got followed around a lot. I know. I just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just we'll from, yeah, no, no, we'll cut that, we'll cut that. But it's yeah. true. But I mean, yeah, okay. But, but, it's, but it's true. I mean, yeah. I think that that's the danger. That then, 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 then you're true. sort of too open. And then people, it's yeah. misinterpreted. Yeah. Yeah. People are like, yeah. oh, what a she was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, from a, from a kind of an evolutionary perspective, it's, in, in the States at least, you had all these people from all over the from all over the you know uh, Europe basically or and, and other places that, that emigrated to. and uh, and it was it was basically you had to check out that you're okay that these that this is a safe situation so the first thing you want to do is make contact and see is this person okay also there's probably a bit of kind of now some fun in it you want to have a, a bit of a you know a social kind of occasion but, but and the maybe original the, one was at security I think yeah. yeah and maybe maybe people were interesting you know what I mean like sort of so people people were so different that you automatically yeah. wanted to know because because there was more information yeah. to be to be gotten yeah, yeah. <laughs> things were new and people came from somewhere different you wanted to know you know what was going on yeah information yeah. as well yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's true that's true yeah yeah okay when, when people stay in the same same place a bit more often people don't move so much and there's more that's that's known about things then maybe people think well i've got all the information i need i don't really what else need you need to, to know yeah, yeah. 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 i stick to so, knowing yeah. my friends and yeah. sort of my business yeah. but no, yeah. no, no, no. Okay. but i find in the neighborhood because i have 
dogs and I go out. Oh, with and dogs. And with with that, dogs and yeah, kids, you get into It's I mean, so it's, easy to get to know people. And then it's more that traditional small town gossip. Yeah, yeah. So have you heard mm-hmm. about Oh, I and love have that. Have you seen? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, have yeah. you? And it's fantastic. And that's the same everywhere around the world, Absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely. And I, I, I completely agree. I, I, you know, sort of, yeah, I mean, I have kids and I, my dog, as you know, died a year ago. So, yeah. but, but I had a dog who was very, a, a, a large part of our life. And, and there you get it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, everybody has yeah. a, has an opinion, has yeah. a sort of, you know, uh, and that's great. I think yeah. that's great. Yeah. And isn't that actually nice to sort of actually say, well we're all the same (laughs) I mean when it comes down to it it's maybe maybe people have a different approach or it's 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 hard it's more difficult or it's a lot easier maybe it's in a second nature or not or you know but but in the end I mean I guess people people want to communicate yeah wanting to be to connect with other people right um, yeah yeah, having these basic kind of needs for social communion and and sharing stuff yeah Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's great in a small neighborhood. I mean, although we live in Hamburg, but um, when I go out and I meet people from everywhere and we just have a chat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, my neighbors are very chatty, so I yeah. can't get down the street. I mean, especially with kids and especially right. with the kids with yeah. little. Yeah. You, you couldn't walk down the street. <laughs> it would take me half an hour to go into the woods, into the, you know, into our park <laughs> because they, they'd all want to sort of say coochie, coochie, coo and, sort of, and how and why and how and, and, and then tell me. So, and be careful. There was the, the unidentified car you know right. so there's like all these warnings as well and the, the gossip like you said the neighborhood yeah, gossip yeah. it's, it's yeah. very I mean I, the community is very tight and yeah. and if I go shopping in my in my neighborhood it's you I mean I run into people but I don't know if they do it with everybody but you know my, my fish guy my baker my I mean everybody kind of you, you talk yeah yeah not long maybe five minutes yeah, but, but, but they a, know your lives yeah. I mean, they know who you are and they right. they yeah. I, I find the exchange quite pleasant. Yeah, so. me too. So we're going to try to do uh, speed hello in English. So let's see. <laughs> just different ways of saying hello. So we're just going to take turns. Pete, Orla, then me, Pete, Orla, okay. me. Okay, okay, let's just try it. Okay. Hey, how you doing? What's happening? Yo. Good day to you. Hey. Howdy. All right. What's going on? What up? Hello. Anything new? Johnny, good morning. <laughs> I'm doing my best. I'm doing your best. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> How are you? <laughs> How do you do? Oh, nice. I like that. That's an old one. That's, That's a good one. one. <laughs> I got one. Hi, how are you? Are you okay? What's going down? How are you? <laughs> You know, like, sort of like, uh, oh, hi, oh, how are you? Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. How are you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I heard about the part. How are you? Yeah. How are you, girl? How are you doing this morning? Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, hello, sweetheart. You know, we have these, like, sort of uh, yeah. these, like, you know, we, we, we really, like, um, oh, it's nice to see you this morning, sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. Or, you, know? you you say to you like, are you all right, Pess? Yeah. yeah. How are you, love? How are you, love? Yeah, yeah. 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 Or darling, sometimes. Darling, darling. yeah, yeah, yeah. You have the Londoners all right, say darling. that, don't they? Yeah. 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 Uh, all right, or, or you come down, you know, to your, to your spouse. 
Hey baby. Ja. Yeah. <laughs> Or babe. Babe, I hate babe. Yeah. But problematic too. Yeah. 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 But but okay, I think. Yeah. Use that in a more humorous way. Yeah. yeah. Hey baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but what I always tell you, hey, morning sugar. Yeah. <laughs> Say morning sugar. <laughs> I think you like it. I, I do. Go on it's record. Sweet. Go on record. It's sweet. I think it's it's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, uh, Pete. Thank you, Orla, for coming. It was great. It was yeah. awesome. It was great. Thank you very much. Great. Thank you. Hi everybody. This is Dr. J with some additional comments to episode one. I recently had the opportunity to spend six weeks in the U.S. back home in Kansas. I moved to Germany in 2001, and since then, the last time I spent a longer period of time in the U.S. was in 2015, when I traveled around for four months. I go back to the States for one or two weeks almost every year, but it's only during the longer stays that I really get back in touch with the culture of the U.S. and with the involvement of the English language in the U.S., Episode one was recorded before this last extended visit to Kansas, and after this last day, I feel that a few of the comments I made in the interviews for episode one need to be elaborated on. For example, during my last visit, I met up with friends from Chicago. They, of course, listened to Language and Culture with Dr. J, what are friends for, after all? They told me that I was crazy for thinking that people in the U.S. still talk to each other as much as I claim they do. My friends from Chicago told me they never speak to their neighbors and that they don't even know the names of the people living in their building. Other friends from a suburb of Kansas City, Missouri, told me that everybody knows everybody's business in town. And indeed, while I was there, two neighbors just popped in to say hi because they had heard that I was visiting. So the opinions on this topic went across the board, depending on who I asked. And it wasn't just big city versus smaller towns or Midwest versus East Coast or anything like that. No, it, it seemed to me that it just depended. Some of my friends were in close contact with their communities and neighborhoods, and others only engaged in communication with their family and friends and maybe some work colleagues. Episode one focuses on saying hello in English and in German. Together with Ben Federson from Indiana, USA, as well as Orla McMahon from Ireland and Peter Wichels from England, I came up with many ways to initially greet people ranging from good morning to what's up or how ya. But it seems we've still missed some of the more contemporary ways of saying hello. So here are a few more that I picked up on my last visit to the States. And I'd like to say thank you to Patty and Greg and Bella, especially for these. So the general, hey, then to a man, hey, man, hey, man, then to a woman, hey, babe, then instead of what's up, It's just simply sup, sup. I was told that bro has been replaced by bra. <laughs> so it's uh, sup, bra. <laughs> and, I, and I hope I don't sound embarrassingly uncool with my sup, bra. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting also too old for these. All right. So <laughs> there's 
bae instead of babe. So, hey, bae, sup, bae, sup, bra, sup, bae. Uh, just a few more. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's going on? And of course, hey, buddy, what's up, buddy, sup, buddy? <laughs> so, so much for that. I hope that I'm really down with the lingo now. Another thing I noticed is that communication has become less, let's say, flowery. On previous visits, I encountered significantly more terms like sweetheart and dear and button and honey and, and, and so on. With the Me Too movement, much of this has been eliminated and men have dropped the babe and the sweetie and the honey and so on. But in the past, I heard these terms of endearment a lot more from the elderly. But even the elderly seem to have dropped using these terms. On this last visit, one lady called me babe at a museum. She said, and I quote, here you go, babe, when she gave me my ticket. My daughter was told once, that's all right, dear. And much to my son's distress and horror, he once had his cheek pinched and was told, aren't you a sweetheart? But that was the extent of it. Most of the floweriness was gone. And while I remember despising it when people talk to me or anyone around me in this way, I have to admit that I kind of missed it. Communication without these terms was better. It was more appropriate, more educated, and, and, and certainly more politically correct. I think I only missed it because the change had occurred behind my back without me noticing, without me contributing to its development. And this made me feel like a stranger in my own backyard. Language is always evolving. And as expats, we no longer influence the development of the language spoken in our hometowns. We have our books, we know the grammar, we remember how things used to be said. Tiny developments in the language begin to escape us. And this is a disturbing thing to notice when it concerns a language you, you call your own. For me, missing any developments in English, French, and Hungarian are like little stabs to my identity. And I put great effort into trying to keep up as best as possible. And of course, extended stays abroad to refresh my language and culture help tremendously. On the other hand, we all contribute to the development of a language native and non-native speakers alike. English includes words and expressions like faux pas, prima donna, pro bono, status quo, rucksack, acapella, al dente, déjà vu, pronounced déjà vu in English, or laissez faire, pronounced in English laissez faire, per se, angst, zeitgeist, vis-à-vis, -vis, etc. And the list really goes on and on and on and on, all of these influenced by other languages. Hungarians say things like Sheftelni, which comes from the German Geschäfte machen. Germans use words like Pasha, Döner, Joghurt, Haji, Tzatziki, <laughs> reflecting the Turkish influence on the language. And here's one weird personal example. I taught for a year at the Université de Franche-Comté in Besançon, France. And for some reason, the expression, you've hit the nail on the head, became really popular among my students. But what happened is that they started using this expression in French as well, saying, t'as frappé le clou sur la tête. 
Now, I don't think the Académie Française is about to condone the use of this expression. But the expression was used by native French speakers who were exposed to me, and this trickled down to their friends and acquaintances for a period of time. Again, the chances of this making an impact on French in the long run are minute. With the example, I'm just trying to demonstrate how, how quickly and easily quote-unquote foreign influences can shape a language. The same goes for culture, but this we see more easily in customs and traditions or in the way we eat, the way we set up our houses, the way we rest, etc. In closing, keep on trying and don't get frustrated when you can't find a word or when, or when you make a grammar mistake. Native speakers will make mistakes in grammar and speak unaware of any structural flaws. Expats will miss out on the latest slang or the most up-to-date cultural development. And sometimes students will struggle and stumble. What's important is that you keep trying. Always strive for more, for better, for perfection. That accept the flaws and just go on. Let's move on to my interview with a group of university students in Hamburg, Germany. The students come from all over the world. Everybody say hi. 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 I mean, hello in all the languages that you speak. Moin. Okay, in Polish, what was it? Dzień dobry. Okay. In Chinese? Ni hao. Okay. Well, what else did we have? We had... We had it's... Bonjour, but... Bonjour, okay. What else? Hola. Hola, hola. Que tal? Muy bien. Muy bien, it's too, okay. Um, what about in German? Moin, I said... Moin, okay. It's a North, Northern German dialect. Chris Gott. Okay, Chris Gott. Servus. Servus. You said uh, earlier, you said, nah. Yeah, nah. <laughs> okay. Uh, what did you say? You said... Yo, digger. Yo, digger. Okay, <laughs> what else? Was geht? Was geht? <laughs> Wie geht's? Wie geht's? Alles klar. Na, hi. <laughs> Guten Tag. Was, ist that? Was, Was geht ab? Was geht ab? All right, okay. So, what is most difficult about saying hello in Germany? To say hello at all. And you don't always know if you have to say it like formal or is like not formal, like moin, because sometimes you don't know the person that well, but you know them, so you don't know if you say it formal like guten tag or moin, digger, or moin. Was <laughs> geht? Guten Morgen. Okay. No. okay. It also depends on the region. While in, in Bavaria you say servus and... For example, you say, say moin. Yeah. And then that awkward situation if someone says moin moin and you're like, too much. It's just moin. <laughs> okay, moin moin's too much. Yeah. Why? Too much. Why is moin moin too much? We don't talk that much. We are not that talkative <laughs> in northern Germany. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so, so moin's enough. I always say moin moin. Exactly. It's too much. Why is then moin? Then you probably not even know, then it's just trying to be. Yeah. yeah. It's like I'm trying too hard. Oh, I'm. Yeah. Oh, I should stop saying that. Oh, God, I should stop doing that. It's really just moin. It's just Oh, my God, it's embarrassing. <laughs> All the times I've said moin moin. Okay. Yeah. That means like I want to, I want to like actually really engage in a conversation. Like yes. I want to, yeah. it's like, it's like, hi, how are you? Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, 
that's too much. And yeah. everyone knows you're not from Hamburg. <laughs> they did. But that's yeah. the only reason I say moin. <laughs> so if you just say it once, it's you're from Hamburg. If you say moin moin, it's a tourist. No yeah. way. Yeah. Yes, of course. This you're whole tourist, time I've been sorry. trying not to sound like a tourist and I sound like, oh, that's terrible. Okay, I'll stop right now. I'll stop today. I will no longer say moin moin. Okay, I'll say moin. All right. Any other tips for saying hello in Germany? Just, I don't know. If you're not in Germany, the most authentic way would probably be just like don't look each other in the face. Just mumble like moin and then just walk past. <laughs> and you're probably not a German person. Well, although I find that if, if, if I say hello, like I, I, I always talk to older people like at the grocery store or at the park. If you just say sort of hello or you look at them and smile, people just start talking to you. Also in North, Northern Germany. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Yeah, if you start a conversation, people. yeah, a proper conversation, then yeah. So shouldn't we all fight against this sort of non-communication? Shouldn't we try to... I mean, there are people I don't necessarily want to talk with. I don't <laughs> yeah. know how to talk with them, so no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we, I, I used to have a neighbor, and the way he said moin in the morning, that, like, showed me if I... Uh, if it was appropriate to then say moin back or just walk past him because he wanted to be left alone. So, so it's like moin, moin. Yeah. Like, moin, leave me alone. Moin. It depends on the vo volume and the melody. If mm -hmm. you slam the door and say moin, mm -hmm, everyone yeah. will answer moin. <laughs> you just say it to, um, yeah, not, not, that, not that loud. Um, for example, moin. Probably nobody will, will respond. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what's difficult about saying hi in English? Say it formally. Uh, right. Hello. Yeah. Good morning. I, I always find that not very, I don't I, know, yeah. yeah, it's nothing I would say to a, maybe at a job interview, I say, I find hi or hello a little bit. Hi. Yeah. 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 So what do you say? A question. Like, good day. <laughs> oh, good day. Good day. Good day. Good day. That's more sort of Australian. Or, okay. Good day. Good day. All right. Well, I, I guess you could add, if you wanted to be more, more formal, you could add sir or ma'am. Yeah. Good morning, sir. Good morning, ma'am. Or you know, but then it sounds, ma'am. It sounds all southern. It's difficult in in the UK when they say hello and they mostly don't really expect like expect an answer, like what we talked about in a shop when they say like, "Hey, how are you?" And you're not supposed really to answer, just like, "Yeah, I'm fine, thanks." Right? It's like, it's like moin. Yeah, <laughs> moin. yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, fine, thanks. Okay, so so how do you come into contact with people? How do you actually say hello, right? So I mean, hello is just a word, but if I really want to sort of say hi to somebody, like hey, hi, look at me, please, I'd like attention, or you know, uh, I'd like to start a conversation, or you seem nice, or I have a question, how do I start it? In German or in English, you can ask about the weather. Oh, ask about the weather. Okay. All right, so what beautiful weather we're having. <laughs> or, or, oh, look at this rain. But not in Hamburg. It's raining all day long. No. <laughs> okay, and the you other could also, like the northern German people, are not that talkative, but they are really wanting to help if someone needs help. So, like, you can say, hello, I have a problem. Could you help me? So most people will react to that. But if you just say hello and then expect to say hello back, it's not always going to work. Okay. Yeah, it can depend on the intonation, on your eyes, like, hello, or hi, hello, yeah. like, that's, in Italian as well, like, the intonation does everything, so. Makes a difference, yeah. okay.
also it's about the attitude like if you're just walking by hi mm-hmm. or you're just standing like hi and mm-hmm. you're like really present and, and I think that's a difference as well I also think that if in Germany you ask someone how are you then it's actually a question like you expect people to answer and then you can start a conversation from and there. in English you don't I yeah not really that. yeah but how is your day going so far then you can really get into mm-hmm. touch and talk about the day well isn't it that non-verbal verbal communication is almost more important I mean, the, the, the eye contact, the, the way I carry my body, the way I actually sort of uh, relate to the, to the person is going to be even more important than what I say. I can also just kind of go, I can just kind of wave or smile and go. Yeah, yeah, of course, it shows to the person you're talking to if you're interested in talking to him or even not. I think the nonverbal part is probably really more important than the verbal part of talking. The attitude is the key. Just hold a nice attitude towards the people you want to have a small talk with. But it's also about your actions. Like you can look and talk very interested, mm. but if you have your phone on the other hand, then I won't like be like, oh, he's really interested or mm-hmm. she's really interested. Because that directly like kills everything if someone's mm. on the phone. Like even when you're in a restaurant, just the two of you and the other person on the phone. Right, terrible. You've already made first contact, but it's, yeah. it's it goes just yeah. all the way down. Okay. Well, I always t- I, I talk about my father a lot. I use him as an example often. So um, he can speak to anybody in any language. He, he just, it's just sort of, he's truly, genuinely, I believe, interested in people. So he's, he, he can, you know, he communicates in Germany and he doesn't speak any German and he, he communicates. I've seen him in action with various cultures and it's just sort of an attitude. It's a sort of a willingness, a sort of an eye contact, a, 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 a genuine interest. So, But it helps. My father does that as well. And that was always the, the first thing I would always mention about my father that he is the best in small talk. That's just his thing. I think this is what got him where he is today, like his most valuable skill. And I forget that he has some like standard questions he asks in particular situations. For example, if he enters a cab, first thing he asks is, are you starting your tour today or are you finishing your tour today? And then they always talk about what they've done or what they're going to do. And But is he genuinely, genuinely interested? Yeah, because yeah. then he remembers things. Yeah, yeah. And then just a few weeks ago, we were driving, and then um, this cab driver mentioned in the beginning that he used to be a, a truck driver. And then, I don't know, like 20 minutes later, my dad was like, oh, how much does a truck cost? Which was the weirdest question ever. But then the other the cab driver was so into it, and he liked to talk about it. And then I found just very... It's a cool way to, to interact with people without then always having to talk about the weather. Okay. I think the older generation in general is better at small talk than our generation is because for us, I don't know, we're more time on our phones or stuff like this, so we don't usually do small talk that often yeah, anymore. I would say that we are super busy nowadays and therefore we skip the small talk. Yeah, and we really do. Uh, we are very... I would say close-minded uh, and... Well, that's sad. Is it a generational thing? You guys just don't talk to each other anymore. You're supposed to be so in touch, you know, yeah. Facebook, Twitter, t- Instagram, everything. Everybody knows about everybody. Yeah, I was just about to say that I think in another way we are more open for new things because our world now is so global and we have to interact and meet people from all over the world and like 
50 years ago you you didn't do this so much like you didn't meet people from i don't know like the netherlands just when you went there but not because they're here and now we have so many like students from abroad and from other countries and i think we're more in a way but look but look at the time when there's um, when the seminar is over and you go for yeah, lunch and right. um, probably nobody talks um, after after the seminar, everyone is mm-hmm. uh, very close by himself and um, sticks with his own yeah. um, thoughts. So we're so focused. Like- yeah, that's right. And after after seminar, most of us uh, are not talking, and they don't talk anymore uh, to each other. Maybe the other cases will be we just uh, made some small talk in the Snapchat or just uh, via social media, but we are not prefer to talk face to face i think that's a serious problem is it better to to speak to each other face to face yes yes, yes of course. Yeah. why because you could see the non-verbal action of the yeah. person you're talking to i mean if you're chatting you you don't can't really tell if the person's interested or and so or you don't get the jokes like no, you're right <laughs> Is it funny or not? Right, because yeah. we're engaging with all the senses. Yes. We're looking, yeah. we're, we're, we're relating, we're smelling, we're, you know, we're, we're doing everything so that we're relating to each other then. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. Do you guys want to say bye? Bye. 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 Sarah, do you have anything to add? Let's, let's talk a little bit about how to say hello in German. In formal situations, you would say uh, guten Tag that you can say all day long or depending on the time of day you could also say uh, good morning so good morning or guten abend good evening in german we don't really have anything for good afternoon or noon time so that we just say guten tag and more informally you would hear people say hello or even less formal you can also say hi in german that's fine Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that the, the students went a little bit into the regionalisms and, mm-hmm. and that, that's, that's quite funny when you, when you get into those. So. Yeah, I mean, regionally, there's uh, here in the northern part of Germany, there's this Moin or Moin Moin that they also talked about. Which I won't be saying anymore unless I'm really interested in stopping and having a chat or if I want to risk sounding like a tourist or... <laughs> It's also difficult because I think people see it differently. Because I think in, originally Moin meant good morning. So I think that's also how some people still use it. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, but I mean, you, you do say this high. I, I think the, the Moin is like this high. I mean, when I'm walking in the street or, mm-hmm. or just kind of see somebody at the grocery store, you just kind of go Moin. Yeah. It's kind of this high, I think, like that, that we say in the States, just. It is, yeah. And the proper comeback is also moin. Moin, moin. <laughs> so that's moin. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Anything else? I mean, if you want to be cute, you can also say moinsen. But that's moinsen, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, then in, in the south of Germany, you can, I think you can also say like servus or grüß Gott. I have heard people say something like grüß dich or grüße sie. So that you can also say, but that's more southern German then. Mm. I mean, hey is becoming more common these days, especially among younger people, I find. Mm. And then, of course, there's the typical, typical German, nah. 
Nah, right. Nah. That's a student said that too. They, they, I love their intonation in it. Nah. I mean, that's, that's the thing about nah. You can tell a whole life story or a whole relationship in how you uh, say the nah. It's, I think it's something like hey there in English, but it's very important how you pronounce it. It's funny. Yeah, yeah it's true. It's like, again, typical Northern German. We say just a one word, but tell a whole story. <laughs> and if you like someone and know them well, you can also say na du. Mm. And there again, the proper response is also to just say na back, or you can also use some other form of greeting. I mean, there's a lot of cute things you can say in German. You can also say hallöchen. Right. <laughs> I would only use this as a joke, uh, not in an everyday context, but I'm sure there are people who just use this naturally and can pull it off. Uh, you know, in the, in the English part, I, I talked about uh, all these, what I call flowery language, you know, mm -hmm. the sweeties and the whatever. I mean, that, that too, you have to be able to pull it off. It's just, mm. it's a matter of personality and some people will speak a little bit more uh, creatively and others <laughs> not as much. And I agree. I mean, I, I would not say Hallöchen, but I, but I have, I, I know people who do. And also for Guten Tag, you can just say Tach or Tachchen. Oh yeah, that I like, Tach. <laughs> but I can't pull it off. I can't do the accent well enough. So yeah, yeah. you can do a lot of things in, in German. Instead of Guten Morgen, you can just say Morgen. Just drop the Guten. Oh yeah, Morgen. Morgen. Oh, I say I say that a lot. Morgen. Morgen. Yeah. Finally, morgen. you can't really do it with Abend. You can't say yeah. Abend. <laughs> Abend. Bye, bitte. I think it sounds too harsh. I think that's yeah. why because yeah, it sounds really yeah. harsh. Like, Abend. <laughs> But what right. you can do, that's funny, you can also do, um, just take the N from the Guten and say Nabend. That's okay. Let people Nabend. Nabend, yeah. And this is actually really important because I think that when you're learning, and this is that, that's the whole point, isn't it? I mean, when, when we learn from the textbook, mm -hmm. when we learn textbook English or textbook German, yeah. um, we don't get any of this. And, and yeah. it's true that, that, the, that, that this is something that, that I emphasize a lot is, is language lives language is alive and it's not like that's a that's a really good example sir i think yeah. um guten abend uh guten abend yes of course you can say that and it's perfectly fine mm. but the the finesse with which you use a, a language is is really important so the this is what that we don't find in books very often you have to kind of either speak to a native speaker or live in the country mm. for example what you just said you know you can say morgen that's perfectly acceptable, but you're not going to say am, but you might have a shortened guten Abend, so namd. Mm. And, that's, that, that's, and, and that's really true for German as well. I think a lot of people think of German as, as sort of um, very structured and very, uh, or, or often as, as a little bit more stiff. But um, it's, it, I think it's not true, but maybe it might have been true in the past, but I, but I, love, I love how 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 rich the German language is and how much you can actually do with it as, yeah. as soon as you know it well enough. Yeah, that's true. I mean, at lunchtime, there's something you all can also say. There's Mahlzeit. Mahlzeit, that's right, yeah. A lot of people hate that and some people really like it. But that's only that's something I wouldn't say to a single person. But if I came in and there was a group of people, I would say Mahlzeit. People do this in in um, in the waiting room of the doc at, at, at the doctor's office. Yeah, there too. Yeah. They, you know, sort of you come into the waiting room and there's five people sitting there. You come in and you say Mahlzeit. Mm. Everybody goes moin. <laughs> <laughs> or you can say Mahlzeit back as well. 
Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, you can. Okay. All right. What I find funny about German is that you can also combine these a lot. So you wouldn't just say hello or guten Tag. You could say hello, guten Tag, hello, na. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we also often follow that by some form of how are you actually. So hello, wie geht's? Or wie geht es dir? If you speak to friends. Or um, wie geht es ihnen? If you're not on first name basis with someone. Or if very informally, you can also say something like na wie ist? Or alles klar? Which basically yeah, means what's up. <laughs> So yeah, 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 yeah. We have that yeah, too. Yeah. What I find interesting with that is um, I think that one difference to most English speaking countries with that is that you would only or mostly only say this to people you know. So I mm. wouldn't necessarily say it to strangers. Yeah, and I think, but I think then again, a lot of Germans accuse Americans of being superficial for doing that with hi, how are you? But I personally think that, like in the U.S., this is still a form of reading. So people don't usually expect you to tell your entire life story. Americans are, I agree with you, often criticized for this. But I, but I think ultimately it's kind of the same for every, every single language. Yeah. You, there are forms of saying just hello, good morning, whatever. And, and you're not expecting anybody to say anything. If you don't want to go into detail, even in German, you can just say, Ja gut, danke und dir. So I'm good, thank you and you. So and of course, if you would like to say more, you can also say other things like sehr gut if you had a very good day, or you could say ach es geht so oder muss ja. But I guess I guess also your your response would also indicate whether you were willing to engage in a longer conversation or not. If you say gut uh, selbst. Uh, then you're saying, fine, you, um, and, and, and you kept walking. Um, if you say something, well, actually, I'm this or that, or not so, uh, things are difficult, then, then you're, I think you're going to be inviting conversations. But there, I think Germans are a bit more subtle, um, because you wouldn't say, I probably, maybe it's me personally, but I wouldn't bother someone with my problems if I don't know if they want to hear them. So I would say, ach, muss ja. And I would expect them, if they care and are interested, to ask me, ach, was ist los? What's the problem? And if they don't want to chat, then they just go on. Then they don't. That's interesting, yeah. Mm. Germans are a lot more um, reserved and uh, considerate. Considerate? <laughs> toward, right? the, toward, toward the... Toward the other person, so. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's also maybe difficult for other cultures to really, because I think other cultures often think that, that Germans are not saying anything. But they are, but they use very few words and you have to read between the lines of the non-existing mm -hmm. words. <laughs> and that can be a bit difficult sometimes because Germans don't volunteer information as readily as other cultures do, I think. Because Germans tend to be, especially in, in, in northern Germany, a little bit more uh, curt, a little bit more concise, a little bit more short-spoken, or, or um, I don't mean to put any negative connotation on any of these words, but I just think that sort of Germans are not as verbose, are not as likely to uh, chit-chat and talk and just let it uh, sort of you know, pour out of them. They, they will think a lot more about what they say. They will, they will pause, and, and I, I think... 
That's true, um, but I think it's well, although this is this is stereotypes again as well. I think, I think you'll have different personalities in every every culture as well. So it's definitely a stereotype, but I think like generally it's true for Northern Germans. I mean, I had with a colleague, I had a very brief conversation. He just put in his head through the door and said, Liste, the list. And I said, Yep. And he left. No, hi, nothing. That was the extent of your conversation. I, mean, I, I, can, I, I can't imagine that in, a, in, a, in, a, in an American context. And again, granted, I haven't lived in the U.S. for a while. And I haven't worked in the U.S. for a while. But, um, but uh, I can't imagine sticking my head, uh, <laughs> sticking my head and asking somebody the list. And I'm going, yep. And then that was, although maybe, maybe, I mean. I think in the U.S. I wouldn't do it either. But here in Germany, it's a completely friend. It was a completely friendly conversation. We were both like yeah. uh, smiling, and we knew we were having a very friendly conversation. And there was another colleague next to me who was just looking at me, and she didn't know anything about it. And she was like, "Huh? What was that about?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so okay. funny. But that's that's uh, that's really northern Germany. One thing that the students uh, didn't mention at all and that we haven't touched upon at all is uh, uh, writing or, or, you know, greeting uh, in writing yeah. uh, in German. So would, would, you, would you mind sort of uh, elaborating on that a little bit? Sure. I mean, with friends, I would say usually hello or hi as well. In, or, in like a, a text or, or, a, or text. WhatsApp. Or yeah, I would, say, I would say hi, so-and-so, how are you? But actually, I think with friends, a lot of times I wouldn't actually, especially like in text messages and emails for sure, I would say hello, so-and-so. But for, for text messages, I often just drop the hello and just write what I want to say. I think that that's becoming more and more common that you don't really actually say hello, but just, and not even the name, just, um, just say what you want to say. In my experience, you're always writing Liebe, hmm? Liebe or Liebe, even in WhatsApps and texts. But maybe it's because a lot of a lot of texts and, and WhatsApps that I write are with, you know, my kids, friends, mothers. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think that's the difference. I mean, if I have if I write to someone that I don't know that well. Yeah, no, I mean I agree with friends, you don't write you don't write. With yeah. friends usually I in Germany I, as well, yeah, yeah. You're not gonna I write say hi beer, sometimes. Liba, yeah. I wouldn't go leave. I mean that's sure, I mean that's for um for a bit less informal emails or texts, there would say Liba. Right, with, with acquaintances. Exactly. With acquaintances, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I would say Liba, Liba Anna or something, absolutely. Right, right. Also, depending on the time of day, also with friends, and you could say uh, something like Morgen or Guten Morgen or Moin. Uh, what I find interesting is that you, again, can't really do that with uh, Abend. I wouldn't write to someone and say Guten Abend. Exactly. No, no, no. But you can write Guten Tag. And I personally tend to do that in like <laughs> critical emails where I don't know if the person's name is male or female. I find that difficult. And I just write Guten yeah. Tag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's hard. Yeah. yeah. I find it a bit impolite, but I find it more impolite to then just use the wrong form of address. Yeah, I mean, otherwise, if you don't know the person very well, you could say, sehr geehrter Herr so-and-so. Right, exactly. Sehr geehrte Frau. Um, that's kind of like saying, dear sir or dear madam in English. 
And of course, if you don't know who you're addressing, you can also say uh, in the sense of dear sir or madam, you would say sehr geehrte Damen und Herren. But I find that it's getting more and more uh, that people actually write Liebe, even if they don't know someone. I mean, if I'm writing to someone um, I really haven't met before and who's kind of important in some hierarchy, I would probably also say sehr geehrte. But if I write to colleagues that I don't know, I would still do Liebe. Because mm -hmm. I think weird then to write sehr geehrte. But that's personal. But I think I, I, I see that a lot. Yeah. We'll keep talking about German and the use of German throughout the podcast. Thank you, Sarah, for your input on saying hello in German. Let's go on to our, our very last guest for this episode. Let's move on to a gentleman, Peter Schäfer, who is a retired firefighter. Peter Schäfer worked in Hamburg as a firefighter for 40 years. He grew up speaking Pladütsch, so Platt. Deutsch and learned so-called Hochdeutsch in school. I asked him about saying hello in German and particularly about saying hello in Plattdeutsch. Even if you don't speak German, please try to listen to the following part because the way Mr. Schäfer speaks is just so beautiful. He's such an amazing person and has such an incredible voice and such feeling in his, in his expression. He speaks very passionately about Plattdeutsch and about the importance Plattdeutsch played in his life and how difficult it was for him to have to switch to Hochdeutsch when he went to school. His childhood and his family life, he associated with Plattdeutsch and German or Hochdeutsch for him was um, like almost like a foreign language. The most important message that Peter Schäfer taught us and that I find so significant and so important is that if two people want to communicate, language is never a barrier. He says that if two people wish to make each other understood and to connect and be understood and achieve things together, it is always possible. He says if two people are willing, the world is open. Here is Peter Schäfer. Herr Schäfer. Herr Bitte. Würden Sie sich einmal vorstellen? Ja, ich bin ein Hamburger, Hanse Art. 1942 geboren, im August, habe knapp 40 Jahre Hamburger Feuerwehr hinter mir und freue mich jetzt, als ich brennt, da sein. Das ist schön, ja. oder? Genau. Ja. Herr Schäfer, Sie, Sie können noch Plattdeutsch. Ja, bitte. Ja? ja? Was müsste jeder auf Plattdeutsch sagen können? <lacht> so sagen wir mal so, was sollte jeder Hamburger erstmal auf Plattdeutsch ja. sagen können? Ja, und der auf jeden Fall. Das Problem liegt ja darin. Ich bin ja Plattdeutsch groß geworden. Ja. Und da, da kam ich zur Schule. Ich sage, Peter, sprich ordentlich. Wie redest du wieder? Schreib, ich hatte die ersten zwei Jahre und dann konnte ich das Heul kriegen. Da die ersten zwei Jahre war richtig hart für mich. Und heute sollen die Lehrer ein, die das niederdeutsche Sprachgut erhalten sollen. Und die können ja irgendwie nicht. Die lernen vier Seiten auswendig und dann ist es das. Ja. Ne? So, einen richtigen Hamburger Platt kann der Klein noch einer schnacken. Ne? Also, wenn ich jetzt an meinen Vater oder meine Mutter denke, das Witzigste ist immer, wenn ich zu meinem Bruder von der Brasilien und der spricht ja auch noch platt und da unterhalten wir beide uns platt. Und die Brasilien, alle bon, was macht ihr da wieder? Ja, <lacht> das ja. verstehen die ja nicht. Ja, absolut. Nee, aber so, hier, was soll ich jetzt, um zur Sache zurückzukommen? Was, 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 was
Und, und kann ich mal, also so eine Höflichkeit ist, gibt ja den Platz ja auch. Viele sind ja der Meinung, dass im Platz ist alles rau und beinig und, und rubbelig. Nein, das gibt auch im Platten, im Plattdeutschen, ganz nette, freundliche Redewendungen. Und da kann das auch nicht sein. Und da kann man sagen, kann ich das bitte mal oder würde das möglich sein. Oder das sind so Dinge, die dann da jeder lernen sollte, wenn überhaupt. Und wie gesagt, jetzt ja die. Das ist ja das, das Kuriose, ist ja, wenn beide Seiten Interesse daran haben, dass was zustande kommt, dann kommt ja eine ganze Menge zustande. Aber wenn jetzt der eine sagt, du kann ich das mal hemmen oder kannst du mir mal gefallen, der und muss mir das mal, und dann, was soll ich machen? Dann kann, dann kann man, wenn das, so, so kann man nur miteinander reden und nicht gegeneinander. Und das ist immer so ein bisschen problematisch, das ist meine persönliche Meinung. Ich habe ja noch die Zeit wirklich mitgehabt oder mit, äh, mit denen ich mitgehabt wie reden Sie mit mir? Wie reden Sie mal ordentlich? Im Laden oder was weiß ich. ich kann ich da mal hem oder rein, lang wieder mal rüber? Ja, wie reden Sie mit mir? Reden Sie mal ordentlich. Das will ich mal lief. Ne? Und da, ich, da bin ich ja noch dickfällig genug. Ich sage, ja, dann hör nicht hin und fertig ist das. Und dann hätte ich eben nicht hinhört oder es wiederleben oder hätte mich das dann laden. Das ist ja eine Situation. Ne? Früher waren wir ja nicht so beweglich. Da hatte jeder dritte, vierte hat ein Pferdefahrzeug und ist dann morgens 30, 35 Kilometer in Richtung Segelberg gefahren oder gelaufen und abends zurück. Und in diesem Zirkel, also wenn ich nur Segel, oder einfach in Richtung äh, Lüneburg oder mal Richtung an die Elbe, und in diesem Zirkel wurde das Hamburger Platt gesprochen. Und wenn man dann weiterkam, so zum Beispiel nach Schleswig-Holstein rauf in die Westküste, da wurde ganz anders Platt gesprochen. Ne? Es gibt ja auch Platt, das verstehe ich da, die, 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 Das richtige Dittmarscher Platt, da muss ich wirklich hinhören, was da los ist. Ja, ja. Ne? Was wäre wichtig an, auf Plattdeutsch oder damals, wie müsste man Hallo sagen? Wie, wie, wie hat man Hallo gesagt? Ja, wie wie bei, hat man den Kontakt gesucht? Weil beim Platt ja immer was ist, die haben ja ganz selten Sie gesagt. Da würde ich immer, du kannst mich mal morgen oder komm mal rüber, lang mit Motel, komm mal hin, help me don't help me, help me don't help me. Ach so, ja, naja gut. Und dann wurde es ja nachher das etwas Feinere. Können Sie mir bitte mal... Ja, das ist immer so, wie fangen wir doch richtig an? Also ich habe hab dann jetzt mittlerweile die Feststellung gemacht, jetzt doch wieder zur Kur. Da war dann eine, wir hatten ja den Kurarzt da, der für uns zuständig war, das war eine junge Frau, und die kam aber aus Dittmarschen, die verstünde. Aber da war dann einer dabei, sie reden ja komisch. Ist ich ein Lobmischen mit der Schnackereno? So ist das. Und dann war es mir nicht abgewöhnt. Ich bin jetzt feiern sümpfig, sonst sümpfig. Und dann, also da. Dieses, dieses gegenseitige, die gegenseitige Rücksichtnahme halte ich persönlich. Das habe ich auch von meinen Eltern mitbekommen. Sei ordentlich, sei freundlich. Du kommst garantiert weiter. Und wenn du ordentlich fragst, kriegst du auch eine ordentliche Antwort. Und meistenteils auch eine positive Antwort. Das sind so Sachen, die... Da, jetzt, da gibt es keine, keine Verhaltensweise hundertprozentig. Das ist ob platt oder nicht platt. Wenn du da dann auch nicht so lieb bist, dann schaffst du etwas. Dann, dann kommt du dann kommt ne? Wäre es für Sie einfacher, auf, auf Plattdeutsch Hallo zu sagen? Oder Hallo Kontakt aufzunehmen? Auf, also wäre es einfach, ja. einfacher für Sie... Auf das, das kommt auch an. Also wenn das jetzt einer ist, der da auf Ingrad oder Ingrad... Aber wenn das eine, der hat das vielleicht mal gehört, jetzt eine Norm zu sagen, 
Das wird sicherlich in dem Spanischen nicht anders sein. Wenn einer das Spanisch nicht sprechen will, das spricht er kein Spanisch. Und dann kann es ja noch so viel Mühe geben. Oder Englisch oder was weiß ich. Oder, oder Finnisch. Wenn das einer will, dann ist es in Ordnung. Da kommt eine ganze Menge bei zustande. Und wenn das nicht. Ich, ich gebe eben dann immer das Beispiel von meinem Vater. Ja. Also ich weiß noch, wir waren in Ostdeutschland, in ja. Berlin ja. angekommen. Ja. Mein Vater konnte gar kein Deutsch, meine Mutter auch nicht, äh, ich auch nicht. Äh, mein Vater konnte äh, Rumänisch, Ungarisch, Russisch, ein kleines bisschen Englisch. Und äh, als wir dann ankamen, war das sehr wichtig, äh, wir hatten keine, also man ist dann einfach nur angekommen. Also man, 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 man war froh, dass man mit, mit der Bahn überhaupt angekommen ist. Ja, also, also, ja. Äh, es gab keine Reservierung oder Zimmer oder so, wir müssten dann irgendwie Übernachtung dann suchen. Ja. Genau, also wir müssten irgendwie, also es gab dann so mehrere keine Ahnung, Stände oder, oder Leute, die dann da standen und dann Zimmer angeboten hatten. So. Und es waren so andere Leute mit uns, die dann mitgereist sind, die dann äh, Deutsch sprachen. Sogar also deutschsprachige, also so von, von, von Siebenbürgen, genau, also so, nee, also Deutsche eigentlich, also so von Siebenbürgen. Also so, so, Ach so, ja, ja, ja. ja, ja. Ne, so. Und die haben kein Zimmer bekommen. Mit ihrem Deutsch sind sie nicht weitergekommen. Mein Vater hat dann mit den Händen, mit den Füßen, mit äh, ein bisschen Russisch, ein bisschen Englisch, ein bisschen Ungarisch, ein bisschen so, so sympathisch, er hat gelächelt, er hat, äh, ne, so, so, ja, <lacht> hat die Leute so richtig... Das ist aber genau das, was ich dir so sehen wollte. Wenn ich da so bin offenherzig oder so bin nett, ob der Anatelgeist, dann klappt das. Was habe ich in, im Jugoslawien? Ich war nachher so weit, ich konnte in den Laden gehen und konnte ein Spinnrad kaufen. Aber es haben auch viele... Oh, du seid das nur so. Ich habe das versucht. Mein Bruder zum Beispiel, der in Brasilien, der hat so einen Fehler gemacht, der hat drei Kinder und der war, der war so ein bisschen verbissen, wenn das ich exakt, die Kinder ver verwechselt mal mir und mich. Der hat das immer, der Einzige, der das so ein bisschen weggebissen hat, die Art und Weise von meinem Bruder, das war der Bernhard, der ein paar Mal hier war. Der erzählte eben mal, was verkehrt ist. Aber der Henry oder die, die Patricia, oh, ich sag, Patricia, du kannst das doch. Nein, das war auch Theo, das ist dann nicht. Also, Sie haben sich nicht getraut, Deutsch nicht, zu sprechen. Ah. Und was ja. haben Sie da mit Ihnen gesprochen? Also, ich habe damit, also, die, wir mussten ja Deutsch sprechen. Ja. Ne? Also, ja, ja. Da, also, das ist, wenn ich dann so drei, vier Wochen da war, dann war ich, eine Sprache muss man sprechen. Ja. Wenn du das nicht kannst, so wie ich jetzt, so, nun war ich erst wieder da, letzten März, da habe ich dann wieder einige aus dem tiefen Keller rausgeholt, dann hat man ja wieder einiges drauf. Aber wenn man dann so nach, nach fünf, sechs Jahren wieder hinkommt, Ach, wie war denn das? Da kriegst du doch noch bitte hin. Äh, ne? äh. Oder das, das Bier geht noch gerade eben zu wenig. Eine Sprache muss gesprochen werden. Ja. Ja, ja. Und, wenn das, und wenn dann beide Seiten das wollen, dann ist das eine ganz wunderbare Sache. Und dann ist es mit Platt. Wenn der jetzt einer sagt, ja, gut, schimpf doch Humbug. Oder wir, wir fahren doch Hamburg, auf welche Donau, auf welche Donau. Und Kimo, da ist die neueste, da hättest du eins wegretten. Und du hast was gebaut. Wenn du ein bisschen nett und höflich bist, kommst du sehr, sehr weit. Und wie gesagt, wenn beide Seiten das wollen. Ja, ist so. Super. Herr Schäfer, vielen Dank. Ja, gerne. Kommen wir da hin, schnacken wir wieder. Genau, machen wir. Thank you for tuning in to our first episode. Everybody stay safe. This is Dr. J signing out.